Father, we just thank you for your love, your faithfulness, and your goodness in each one of us' lives. And Lord, that you're doing a mighty work in this ministry, that, God, that many lives can be reached and transformed, delivered, saved by your word, Lord. Right now, as we come into a teaching of your word, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human wisdom, but in demonstration of your spirit and power and the faith of your people will rest in you and your power in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Today we go into the seven letter. Seven Hebrew alphabet, Zayin. Revealed in Psalms 119. All right, so the seventh alphabet is Zayin. So you all can still remember first until now. First one is? Beth. Aleph. Beth. Yes, good. Okay, let's go into Zain. So it, it looks like this. Another seven. <laughs> seven. Okay. Zain is the seven. I'll give you some of the facts first. And then later we'll share to you the heart of Zain. Okay, Elijah, remember to catch the heart part also. <laughs> Okay, very important, all right, because if you don't catch the hard part, we cannot apply what Jesus and what God has done for us and the power of this uh, uh, letter, okay, why it's so important that the Holy Spirit lead, led us to go and study the Hebrew letters. Zion is the seventh letter in the Hebrew alphabets. It's constructed with a bath and a crown on his head. So the bottom one is a simple line of the valve, and then there is a top. Actually, it's like a youth there, so with a crown. A crown, it is said, of a husband is a woman of valor. Ah, so you are very blessed, Elijah. <laughs> you have, the crown is your wife, all right? The woman of valor. Okay, valve represents straight light, sorry for the typo, from above to below, coming from up, right? Light comes from heaven, from God. Zion represents returning light, which returns up the valve and spreads out in the crown. Okay, so we had last week the valve down. Now this one, the Zion go up and then become light in the crown. So the picture, picture part of uh, the Zion it can also it also looks like a sword. So besides looking like uh, a crown on top of the valve, it looks in picture form like a sword. Actually, to this morning, as I look at it, I also noticed the word even in English, the word sword comes from there's a the word word inside. <laughs> so powerful words, right? And sword. Remember, the Bible say what the word of God is like a double-edged sword, and then take up your the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So this is sword, a valve with a youth on top of it and a crown on top of the man. So it is a crown man. The sword also means, remember we have meaning from 
the, the letters, the pictorial side, the gematria, which is the numerical value, and also the word. word. So certain alphabets are already words by itself, Hebrew words. Sword also can mean, also on the other side, look like the scepter, okay? A scepter of a king, all right, that we bless God, scepter after we eat. Sword is the word, though it's like the world, the world survival of the fetus in order to succeed in the world. That's what the world uh, philosophy is, all right? That you need to survive. Have you heard of this term, survival of the fetus? Correct? Because the moment you're born into this world, you're already taught from our mothers, fathers, teachers, survival of the fittest. If you don't go study, if you don't fight, if you don't, you know, you won't be able to survive, right? Today, even you have uh, college, uh, university degrees. Last time, it's like a few only, <laughs> right? But as, come, as time passes by, even those with degrees and all that don't have jobs too many in the market. So it's in the world, it's like survival of the fittest. Okay, so there, this, this Zayin, very interesting, another very interesting letter. All right, so it's also, look, it's also like an X or a swap, all right, which is from the word maison, all right, uh, meaning food as in what sustain us, symbolized by an X or swap, to show that we need to strive to sustain ourselves, as in we must first kill before we can eat an animal. Correct or not, uh, Elijah? <laughs> you have to kill the chicken, right? You have to kill the cow, right? So before we can have sustenance, right, in this world, because of actually now we know it's because of sin, right? It was not meant to be like this. We don't have to kill to sustain ourselves. Originally, God's plan, all right, in when he created Adam and Eve was that he will provide everything, every herb, every tree, every all the food that Adam and Eve and whole creation, mankind don't need to kill to find food and sustenance. But after sin, this is what happened. All right, that men have to fight, have to uh, uh, kill, okay, to in order to find food and find sustenance, all right? So, okay, this is the meaning. Then also from divine perspective, it's a royal scepter, okay? So it looks like a sword. It also looks like a scepter from us, from a sword this way up, the top part, okay, is the handle, the bottom is the sword, and then it's also resemble a royal scepter. So from the... Uh, hey, how come twice? Never mind. Uh, over. So we are. It's a royal scepter overcoming obstacles. The, the royal scepter, God's scepter, is ruling and moving the world forward. Most divine level, God providing for everyone. Open your hand. Okay. So there is the sword where men have to fight for survival. All right. And then on the other side, there is a scepter. A king who rules, God is ruling, which means that rule over what? Okay, rule over obstacles. Today, in this life, there are obstacles, there are challenges, there are a lot of things that you know uh, that causes to 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 struggle to 
in order to find food and sustenance, you have to work, you have to fight, you have to survive to become the fittest, correct? In this world, all right? So, but it also resembles on the other side, kingship, rulership, the sector, authority, dominion, okay? Because God gave Adam dominion over this earth before he fell. He lost that dominion. So you can see today, we got whether we, you realize that you have already gotten back the dominion, right? We were not owners of this world. She's God is our own everything. He didn't say, the Bible say, now you own everything on this earth. No, we don't own anything. <laughs> okay, but we are God gave us to manage. All right, He gave us life. He gave. God made the God made earth, he owned earth, he earned heaven, and he put Adam inside and said, Can this garden do the work to take care of what I own? All right. One time I shared you take care of your spiritual husband's children. He owns them, he owns you and me. That's why we understand more and more that we don't belong to ourselves. We belong to him because why? He bought you. You go and buy something. Does that thing belong to you after you paid the price or still belong to the previous owner? It's yours already, right? Yeah, so Jesus had to pay a price for our, with his blood for us to be redeemed and set free. So now means that we have a new owner. We belong, owner means we belong to God. We belong means our life. Whatever we have on this earth, our money, our time, everything, your baju, everything belongs to God. He gave it to us to manage, to bless us, to be a blessing. And he tells us what to do, correct? If we acknowledge that he is the owner. <clears throat> so he is the ruler, okay? He gives us rulership. And he doesn't give us ownership in this world, okay? <clears throat> but he gives you the free choice, huh? <laughs> whether you want to acknowledge him as the owner or not of your life and your money and everything that we have. Okay, so the valve connects the heavenly realm to the earthly realm. That's what we saw last week. And actually throughout all the sessions, you will be going through different, different letters. Zion is the picture of the King of Kings, our Lord of Lords, connecting things from heaven to earth. So when we acknowledge him, all right, in the Bible and now in the Zion, that Jesus is the ruler. God is the one who owns this universe and owns our life. And he is the king. King is not only ruler, he's owner, right? If a, you know, among all the kings, there's one thing that they, uh, they treasure a lot or they make, uh, feel it very important. That is what, how much they own. <laughs> right? A king who has who owns nothing is just a nominal king or nothing one. All right. So if we call Jesus King of Kings, that means he is very rich. He owns everything. That will help us to understand that we can trust him, okay, in everything, every area of the life. This is who your king is. Okay, no more religion, no more just someone there who, who we SOS. <laughs> when we need to, no, not 911 or what. He is king. That's why we use the word honoring the king. We come to honor him, respect, 
is very important here. Okay, so in the Torah, it's all written, right? Where the Jews are realizing that Jesus, that God, Jehovah, Yudhevate, is the King, is the Creator. That's why the way they honor God and the way Christians honor God very different. They are all good Christians, don't even know who God is. But praise God, today we are getting to know our Creator. That's why they have the fear of God. Today, although yeah, we are grace, we don't fear as He will punish us. But even more in grace, we appreciate that Jesus absorbed the punishment and gave us today. To, to share rulership with him, right? And to enjoy the things that he gives us. So now Jesus wants to bring things from heaven to manifest in our life. Zion has a bath connector from heaven to earth and right after that comes life. Okay, so you have the letter six, letter of man, Zion. I'm sorry, Vav. Then letter seven, number seven is the seven letter Zayin. And after this, you see, all the letters are alive and they are like connecting to each other. After Zayin, the next letter is Het, which is number eight, which is new life. So what, what is Zayin? When we understand today, Zayin, you will appreciate the next one, uh, uh, which is Het, which is number eight, the beginning of new life. Okay, so... Seed comes before life is given, right? You have like uh, some of you in Spanish you have planted the seed as a visual uh, demonstration, illustration of sowing and reaping. So seed comes before life is given. So we saw from uh, Rachel's pot, right? There was a seed from uh, Joseph one, and now two weeks later, it's sprouting. Life has come out of it. So you plant seed, the next thing is life. So, Zayin has a lot to do with seed. Okay? Spiritual perfection, Zayin is spelled out as seven or 777. Okay. Time is also divided by the swap. We won't go into detail. Too, too deep. All right? So, uh, first get the basic knowledge and then get the revelation and the heart of the letter to transform your life first. God, souls, them into the earth and distributes them accordingly. All right, so the Zion is like a sword, a scepter, and cut. Right, we have different season, time. All right, God created time as a whole, and then you have time 24 hours, 20, uh, and so forth, so forth. Different season, all cut by the Zion, the sword, the word of God. God said, Let there be light. He separated. Darkness and light. That's time, right? Okay, so the sword is what? The word. So God spoke and then he said, let there be day and there be night. Time was separated by God speaking out. Now you can even see, remember Joshua. He was able to stop time in the Bible, the sun, for one day. See, man was given the ability of the power of God to do what in the beginning only God can do. God share, shared his power and authority with you and me. So wonderful through Jesus. So God souls them into the earth and distributes them accordingly. Everyone has an appointed time to live and die. So beginning, 
man was supposed to live forever, physically, spiritually. Because of sin, now his, his time is already apportioned by God, appointed to live up to 70 years old, 80 years old, or 120. So God is the one who decides. Number seven, the Zion represents God also resting from his work. So it means uh, for those who at least know a little bit of number seven, right? Normally it's complete rest. Okay. It's a it's a perfect perfection, number of perfection, also number of rest. So we can see from the Bible on the seventh day, God rested. All right. So God created the world in six days and then he let it for man to do. Remember, he said. The rest, now uh, Adam is supposed to do already, to tend the garden. And then God rested on the seventh day. Okay, so that's why today we have uh, a day of rest. Celebrate Shabbat or Sabbath by refraining from work. God did whatever he did in creation. It is also, we also follow. We are his creation. So when God rests on the seventh day, God makes sure in the whole world today, whether Christian or non-Christian, there is a day of rest. All right, so it can be Sunday. For the Jews, it was the Saturday, the Sabbath day. So which means this is God's will, that man work six days and rest seven days, uh, rest on the seventh day. For the Torah, in the Torah, for the Jews. Why they, even in the sixth year, and the seventh year, there's a lot of uh, guidelines there for the Jews how they work, and then they rest. What meaning? You know, it's like, oh, if you don't work, then no money come. But this rest was set by God to let the people know, I will take care of you. I will supply. Right? He will supply. He was their God. He is their God. And today, he is our God also. Why? So Saturday, oh, I cannot rest on Saturday. One day also cannot. Then we have got out of line. Okay, that means I have to do everything in order to have sustenance. But God said, trust me, there's a day of rest. First, also good for our physical body and also in acknowledging that God is our creator, we follow him. All right, he ordained that day of rest. What for? That rest is to acknowledge God is our source, God is our sustenance, he's our supplier, and on that day, for the Jews, they don't do any work, right? They just go into the temple, they pray, they honor God, give thanks. So for us today, it's not a matter of which, which day of the week, but definitely one day and universally uh, because work, uh, Sunday is supposed to be the, the, the day of rest, that we can meet to honor God. We can meet, the, the, the church can meet together to learn of God, to, to worship him, to praise him, to thank him. And then, even we don't work that one day, we are saying, God, we choose this one day of rest to honor you and you will take care of our finances, of our job, of our sustenance. Because we are people with God. You know, you recognize you are not orphans. <laughs> orphans has no God, no father. All right, that's why I left beginning the first letter for Abba. Why we call Abba? This Abba is different from earthly one. All right. This one is the richest 
person in this whole universe is your connected to you through Jesus Christ when you accepted him as your Lord and Savior. And he wants to supply. He wants to take care of you. Okay? When you catch that, you no longer fear uh, not working one day of a week. All right? And giving the honor to God. To honor him. So, Shabbat, Shalom for the Jews is celebration. Celebration that their God is alive. Their God is taking care of them. Ah, okay. The world survival of fitness is, you know, use every every uh, time, every hour, every minute to work in order to sustain survival of the fittest, the one who worked the hardest. That's what the world say. But God, different. He wants to be your father. And he said, no, one day rest. Because God also rested. All right. So he, in this Zayin number seven, all right, is where we also understand, we will, as we share along, that rest that we can have in God, trusting him. All right. The rest, both spiritually in the natural, from our natural work. All seven. And that's where I, I remember sharing to you a, a simple testimony to help you to understand more, right? When uh, in my all my working life, yeah, as I said, my boss is not friend uh, to me. <laughs> We're not penny penny, okay? So, but somehow God made it that uh, he honors my uh, decision, all right? Where I will not work on a Sunday. You cannot call me back to work on Sunday. Yeah. And he never did it in all my 14 years of working for this legal firm. And then when I came out and do the, my own business and partner, my partner is actually a Christian, but because there was a uh, client or what that, you know, wanted to meet on a Sunday, he sort of tell me, okay, you have to come to this meeting and it's on a Sunday. I said, no, I think I shared before, right? Because I said, Sunday is God's day. So we had a not so nice feeling really after that. <laughs> but it's okay. You know, where it comes between God and man, right? We choose to honor God. I, I choose to stand on this principle. I can go out, but I choose not to. It's better to offend men than offend God, right? It's, it's just not purposely trying to fight with them. But this is what God has put in his word. All right? So, and then God honored me. You know, he, you see, if you, your, the favor of God is on you, the boss needs you, he's not going to sack you just because you say that. So come a time, and I mean, all of us are working people work in office and all that. Let me share a little bit of uh, wisdom, okay? How to conduct ourselves in our working environment. Yeah? When we are supposed to work, we work. Work until, you know, during that time that is supposed to be working for, the, for your employer. That God, when God's favor is on you, right? Your employer, the, the main one, don't care about the politics and the others, the main one who pays you, Right? If it's that place it's where God put you for a certain time, all right? and also we need more time in a company before to learn a lot of things in life. 
right? Don't quickly change job because you learn nothing if you just change because of any problem, right? Stay for a while. There's a lot of things God wants to teach us and train us in our lives. So the favor of God will be there. The, your boss, God, will open his eyes to see you as a excellent worker. See, when we go to work, it is not to pass time. And the employer employ you not to pass time or so. <laughs> or check link. Okay? So I've been both employer and employer. Right? So they will know which staff they want to keep. And even if that staff ask for certain things which are okay, you know, not unreasonable, they will give you. They will not sack you. They will sack you only when you are a terrible worker. <laughs> okay? Then, yes, they will sack you. And they don't blame God for that. That's your own fault. Okay? But when we work, right? Jesus said what uh, God, the Bible said, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Do it with all your heart. The rest part, the favor is on the uh, God putting the favor, is it uh, uh, in uh, Luke? I think it says Jesus grew in favor with God and man. All right, as we understand, we walk in the relationship with God, He will give us the favor with man as well. There will be persecution. I'm talking about those that you need the favor with the bosses, like Joseph. Last week, I talked about Joseph in the Bible. Yeah, he had favor with uh, first Potiphar until, of course, he was framed. And then that was his master. Then he had favor with Pharaoh. How? God gave him the favor. Don't forget God, right? In our working place. He is still God. He's still Lord. Yeah? And he will, he knows how to, you know, take us through. So that, that, that when the time comes that you ask, you know, tell your boss, oh, no, I'm not going to work on Sunday. He had, he's not going to sack you. <laughs> because it's not so stupid to lose a good staff just because of that one request. Yeah? So I've seen that manifest in my life. Also, at the same time, when you're in the office, you also can share the gospel. Okay? Yeah, I have many of my colleagues personally led them to the Lord during my working time in the company both as a, when I was on own firm and also while working for this one. I didn't do it during the office hours. Let them to the Lord during the lunchtime and even had the opportunity to have a Bible study after, after a while, staying in that company, not immediately, okay? after a while, because the, the reputation of Christians was very bad in that legal firm. <laughs> I shared before, when I came, when I went in, <laughs> I didn't realize why there were so I don't, a lot of staff, unbelievers were rather antagonistic towards me. I don't know. Later on, I found out it's because most of the head of departments were Christians. They thought about Jesus, but their life was, you know, terrible. Got bribery, got under table, all kinds of things. The weakness of their lives was not there. And it, from, because of that, it took some time. Right, so I just keep quiet first that they, they know I'm a Christian until such time they, they see a different life in my life compared to all this. And then they listen. In fact, quite a number just came to me and said, I want to know Jesus. Can you lead me to Jesus? Wow. <laughs> and that's how Bible study started. 
Yeah. So in a like working place and all that, you have to testify with our life as well. But it doesn't mean we never share Jesus. The time will come, you share. All right. In other places, street evangelism, you go out on the road, you can approach any uh, new, new person you don't know and start sharing Jesus. So different situation is different. In a working place, because they see you all the time, you also can share Jesus, but your life witness is very important. How you behave yourself. <laughs> okay. It's very important. Okay. So uh, I don't know why we went there. Okay. But that's that's the real real part because this is what you all need besides just learning God's word from the head. All right. The reality in our everyday life. Why we learn all these letters and why we learn about God. Because God is so real. And we can be a witness. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, wherever we are, including your working place, your family, your home, everywhere. And then how to understand, how to uh, live that victorious life, which we are talking about actually in this letter, Zion, this morning. <clears throat> so number seven appears many times in Jewish tradition. Seven days to a week, holidays in the Torah happen during the first seven months of the year. Then you have 6,000 years of history, right? Creation until millennium. Millennium means 1,000, the word millennium. 1,000 years of peace, okay? Which is coming very near. So altogether, 7,000 years. And then we are ending, nearing the finish of the 6,000. So that's why the rapture is going to happen very soon. And followed by the seven years tribulation and the start of the seven, uh, 1,000 years reign of peace where Jesus come and reign on this earth as king of kings and the saints will reign with him. Okay, so Zion also has meaning of understanding, all right, of wisdom, sustenance and nourishment, right? Just now I shared a bit of that already where the, the axe and the sword, right, to... Uh, to eat, to fight, kill, fight for survival, all right? So it's about sustenance, nourishment. There's the word maison, all right? Starts with, uh, comes, it means food, right? It has the word zayin inside. So you need the sword to get food, okay? So in those days, it, it is the father who go up to the, to the jungle to hunt, right? So he has to carry a weapon, right? Yeah, in order to bring food back for his family, the children. So Zion has that meaning. Let is from letter of man six to seven. Okay, so six is a letter of man, seven is a letter of perfection. All right, all uh all this, the swap to enjoy fruits of our labor, work. All right, so Zion, work, man, work, six and seven related, work and then rest. Work and then rest, just like God work and then rest on the seventh day. So seeds are planted through the week and then you harvest it after the planting. <clears throat> so it's a divine perfection, seven, number seven, relying on the creator. Today we are so blessed, okay? You don't like, no longer need to go out in the world and fight for survival of the fittest. You have able to trust in our creator, our Abba Father, to, for supply, for sustenance. He is our provider. If we will let him be, 
<laughs> we can ignore him and still do our own struggle in the world. But when we acknowledge him, he comes in. And that's why we have in the first few sessions, uh, zero one and all that. Life of pleasure and not pressure. Okay, we'll go more into it in this letter. The joy of the Zayin is three things. Spirit, sustenance, struggle. Okay, spirit, sustenance, struggle. Now this is the hard part. Okay, the violent is a violent letter, Zayin. Right, because a sword, sword is violent or not? <laughs> okay, you will tell your children, don't play with the sword, huh? don't play with the knife, huh? don't play with the axe, huh? okay? Because it can cut, all right? It can cut. It has, it has a, it serves a purpose, all right? So it's a power, it's an active letter. The sword facing down and the scepter pointing up. It represents a struggle of life, all right? In this world. So just now I said already, right? In this world, there's struggle of life with truth. So when we come to know the Lord, we are there is we struggle with the life that you live outside and the word of God, the truth of God's word. Which one is real? For many years, begun that journey, and now it's getting clearer. Okay, so beginning when you just came in, it's like everything was. Uh, based on what you learn from the world, your own effort, own righteousness, you know, own ability, own wisdom to, 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 to survive in this world. Now, when you come to know Jesus and that God is your supplier and all the wonderful truths that he wants us to rest in him so forth, there is a struggle with inside our spirit. Okay, spirit, soul, and body. That's why you're learning spirit, soul, and body. Right? Spirit, struggle to want to believe God and trust Him. Then your mind, you know, fighting inside. <laughs> okay, to, to still continue your own ways. All right, and own thinking. That's why as we develop the spirit man, then we will begin to renew this mind and get rid of all the, the world ideas that was one time dominating us. With Holy Spirit, also the Zion, all right, represent like, you know, character building, all right, because it's a struggle. It's a fighting against your flesh. It's a sword that is cutting inside you. Cutting what? Cutting the old man. <laughs> cutting the flesh out. The word of God, remember, is like a double-edged sword, dividing between soul and spirit, bone and marrow, and then Telling the truth. Then we say, oh, the world said, what? The truth hurts. <laughs> yeah, the swap will hurt. That's why many people don't want to read the Bible, right? Oh, they read the one, they cannot take it. Huh? Okay, because the, the, the flesh is stronger. So there is this struggle to obey God or disobey God or, you know, to follow God's ways or to continue our own ways. And then there is character building. All right, remember, besides the power of God and all that, our born again experience or be born again as a new creation doesn't stop there. All right? Why we are left on this earth, there's a purpose to fulfill. There's also a time to grow. All right? Spiritually, grow in character, grow in integrity. The integrity God. All right? The fair God, the just God. So our lives, to understand the new nature that is given to us, 
when we are born again. How to develop character? You don't automatically wake up after you become a Christian and suddenly you are <laughs> having the character of Jesus. <laughs> Humility, la, you know, humble, uh, generous, gracious, kind. It doesn't happen, right? Like that. So it's a process of fighting. Okay, putting to death the old man with all these uh, the, the works of the flesh. What are they? Anger, bitterness, hatred, jealousy, right? And then what is the fruit of the spirit? So the fruit, the seed is trying to fighting, you know, the spirit is fighting inside you to come out and bloom and produce the fruits of the spirit amidst the, the, uh, the flesh trying to fight it, right? This is what the Lord gave me. You know, it's like our seed when you plant it, it has to fight through. Sometimes not enough water. <laughs> right? Rachel forgot to put water. <laughs> so, but it's still fighting, right? To grow, fighting to produce, right? To, 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 to sprout out. And then you forgot you put the, the seed, you know, in a dark corner, no sunlight. But it's still fighting, fighting for life. There's life in the seed. So God's word is seed, the two seeds, right? One, uh, the Bible talked about first, Jesus, the seed, God's word, is the seed that is fighting to grow in our lives, in our character, in every aspect to mature, right? Remember the fivefold ministry in the church, the pastors, uh, the apostles, the prophets, teachers, and the evangelists are there to mature the church, to bring up everyone to a perfect man unto Jesus Christ. To maturity. What's maturity? Character, character, humility. All right. So there is that struggle, and sometimes God send people, all right, iron sharpen iron, <laughs> to our lives, and then you say, oh, remove this person. Actually, there could be a gift, you know, to you, all right, to rub so that the character of Christ can come forth. All right. How do you learn patience? Unless someone come along and irritate you every day. <laughs> right? If you have nobody irritate you, you, you can say you're the most patient person in the world. You go out to the RRT or you start cursing everybody. <laughs> that is not patience. The fruit of the spirit is patience. Patience needs to be developed with someone else there. Either, whether it's your children or people, you know. Yeah. So these are fruits of the spirit. The seed is trying to grow and bear fruit, but it's growing inside your body which are ruled by former owner <laughs> okay all the resistance all the works of the flesh all right and we have to kill it and allow the seed to grow by nurturing okay meditating on god's word understanding the nature your new nature inside you and by being patient with others love is kind love is patient how you develop all that uh, through all your irritating clients <laughs> to all your irritating friends or even the church members okay i said i don't want to mix up mix with anybody anymore i want to be me on my own island you will never develop patience love kindness which are part and parcel of our growth understand okay so the zayin is this represent this the sword cutting in the word of god cut into our being all right to produce the fruits of the spirit. And that's where when we see this Zayin, we see this sword, we understand and we welcome people who irritate us. Go, face it, face them. Okay, and let Holy Spirit develop 
all right, all the goodness of God's character, integrity, humility, humility, right? Before people, how do you humble ourselves? You say, oh, I'm very humble and you never meet anybody <laughs> who is higher than you, okay? Humility is to humble, to say, I, I want to learn from you. Uh, right? Humble, acknowledging others who are higher than you in certain whatever area, okay? So that's humility. That's all that we learn in our life, okay? So character development. So all this represent this, the Zayin represent this struggle. But there is a joy in the Zayin, all right, in Christ. Okay, whilst we are going through all this, we can rejoice. It's not, oh, yeah, today meet this one again. Today I have to be patient today. No, because we have the spirit of God inside. Okay, the Zion also speak of joy, of sustenance. Okay, you are able now to enjoy the struggle of life because as we see, Jesus is the one. Remember, Zion, Jesus is the crown man. He comes down. He brings down light and revelation from above. Yeah, that whatever you go through is only for a season. And we rejoice. That's why Paul says, right, in everything, Rejoice in everything, be happy in everything, give thanks as you go through all this. When you understand the purpose of life, all the struggles in life, for what purpose? Today, you will hopefully understand clearly, right? More clearly the struggles of life. Why you go through struggles in life? Oh, you choose to be a hermit, right? Some people say, I don't want to go through any struggle. I go to the mountain and live there until I die. Okay, so this is not God's will for us. So today you will see in the Zion, why God placed you in that office? Why God placed you in the church? Why God placed you here and there? All right, or in the business, or in your job. So we are in the Zion, all right? The joy of the Zion or the song of the Zion is to enjoy this struggle. Oops. In the world, the, the non-Christians do not enjoy their struggle. How you enjoy struggle? All right, let's continue. Uh, where gain, where we kill on this earth is where we gain rewards and crowns. Don't say, where until I go heaven, that time, <laughs> that is the end already. All right, it's what we do on this earth that will give us the reward and the crowns in heaven. So in heaven, if you've not, you know, not so do as in, these are some of the things, all right, to grow in maturity, to evangelize, all right, to, and one of the things here is struggle is actually, and we are going along, all right, to how to enjoy this struggle, okay, the stirring of faith, and to exercise faith, right, when things go wrong, you exercise faith, the fight of faith, that's why it's called a fight, fight against the natural, fight against your flesh, to believe God, all right? Even let's say in tithing or sowing and giving, oh, there is this flesh that say, after I tithe, after I give, no more already. What, not enough for my family, for my children, for myself, right? And the, the spirit, the word of God is fighting inside to survive, <laughs> to fight against this flesh, fleshly thoughts and say, no, trust God. God say he will provide, means he will provide. Ah, and then only you can experience the manifestation of the supernatural provision of God. 
and you actually overcome those thoughts or those temptations, those uh, earthly uh, opinion beliefs that's fighting inside. Actually, tithing offering, there's no struggle. When <laughs> we struggle when we let go of what God said and go back into what we used to think. Then we struggle. Right? But it involves so much peace when you understand and begin to have more and more revelation of who your God is, who your Abba Father is, that he, Jesus died for you so that you can become rich, so that you don't have lack. Okay, that song to see is the increase of a stirring to stir up faith inside. Right? We develop faith on earth. In heaven, you don't need faith anymore. So don't say, okay, God, here very difficult huh, to have faith. <laughs> I go heaven now. Huh? <laughs> heaven no need faith, right? Faith is the what? Anyone can remember? Hebrews 11.1. 1. Substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So in heaven, you can see everything already. You don't have to have faith to believe that God is there. Jesus is helping you. It's on this earth that we do things. The, the righteous shall live by faith. Why you need faith? Because there's opposition, there's struggle. There is the earthly life that you contend with every day. Okay? So, but the reward of faith, right? At the end, great is your, uh, Jesus will command the people. These are people, the different churches, the seven churches, right? The one in Philadelphia, okay? They have the word of God. They have a little faith. Yeah and read revelations right to see the loveliness of jesus so in the midst of the struggle of life zayin will help you to see jesus jesus perfect work he came down he died for us and now he connect us back to god and he wants to bring the heavenly wealth the heavenly things of god peace joy patience love to manifest in us Song is the readiness to bring the heavenly things down. Faith brings heavenly things down, correct? Yeah, okay? That which you not just see will happen when you have faith and you continue believing God and acting upon his word. So when time is right, the, the heavenly things manifest, the blessings manifest. It's bringing that which is from heaven down to this earth. You need faith. Okay, which is believing in God. <clears throat> Zion doesn't slumber, doesn't sleep. This letter, Zion. So there are few, there are few letters that are uh, few words that come out from this letter, Zion. One of them is Zam, is to be angry or mourn or sad. So this there is a, like a mixture of <clears throat> emotions. Very violent letter. Okay, but wonderful violence in the Zion. Zara also come from Zayin, the first letter, means to scatter. Scatter is a violent act as well. All right? Scatter seed in the field. Okay. Jesus commands the overcomers. So let's introduce this word now. Overcomers. And you begin to understand what Zayin is. All right? Violence take it by force. From the days of John the Baptist, that's in Matthew 11, 12, until now, the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said, suffers violent assault, and violent men seize it by force as a precious price. 
in the TPD from the moment John stepped into the scene until now, John the Baptist, the realm of God's kingdom is bursting forth. Passionate people are taking hold of its power. See, it's not passive, right? When we understand Jesus died for us, you are the passionate ones, right? The one who really connect to Jesus and want to serve him. God put that passion inside to the Holy Spirit and the word. And we don't sit there and then say, okay, God, uh, that person can be saved. <laughs> I just sit here and just pray. <laughs> no, violence sees it by force. Even the blessing of wealth, it's, it belongs to right? the kingdom of God. It's, it's not for the faint-hearted. Oh, a little bit of rejection, give up already. A little bit, not just see the manifestation by end of the month, give up already. Next, next month, don't want to tie, don't want to give anymore. It is the faithful, the strong, who will violently seize it, seize your promises of God. Sometimes, you know, Abraham had to seize his promise for 25 years, right? The word came to him that he will have a child by Sarah, to Sarah, right? But it didn't happen immediately. It took 25 years to build his faith, to change his name, start calling himself to see God as really great. And then it happened. 25 years. Rebecca's age, right? <laughs> yeah. So imagine if Abraham had to wait 25 years before the promise came to pass. The miracle happened. So did he give up? So it is a bit about us not using our own strength, but having that uh, choice, that decision inside. I'm going to seize my miracles. I'm going to seize what belongs to me. Souls. Still go out there. One person reject. Never mind. Go again. Preach again. Share again. Invite again. All right. Tight. Not yet. See fully the blessing. Because the plant didn't grow yet, right? When you sow. Is it immediate or not? Those of you, uh, I taught you all in smart jewels to put into the plant. Is it the, today you plant the seed, tomorrow you go and pull up, the pool, go and dig the, the soil. The, the seed will die, right? But you have to wait, okay? Waiting is for the strong and you all can be strong in the Lord, right? The one who cannot wait, no patience, you see, actually they are very weak in their character. Yeah, Everything went fast, fast, fast. In the end, they never achieve anything, all right? So... In the kingdom of God, it's the same, the spirit man. All right, now we're dealing with the spirit man. Be patient. We do what God says. We need to do the rest done by God. And then we patiently wait. And at the same time, we go out offensive. The sword is, can be used for two purposes, right? You go out and fight. Remember the Deborah in the Bible? Yeah, she was a prophetess and a teacher, a warrior. Okay. Going, telling Barak, go out and fight. The Lord has already said, go out. Even at the time of 20 years, they were suppressed by the enemy in the camp of uh, Israel. There was no one even having a knife, having a weapon. They were all living under oppression by the enemy for 20 years. Right? But God, she was a judge, rose up with courage, and tell Barak, who is the general, that means Barak is the man, <laughs> already trained as a soldier, as a general, 
but all the armies at the time of Israel were all uh, downtrodden. They were all depressed. They were all, they don't know, you know who they are anymore. They lay down their weapons. They were scared of the enemy. And then Deborah, the, the prophetess or the judge during that time, rose up at a time like this and told Barak, get up, go. The time for you to defeat the enemy. See, took a lot of courage to go out. Yeah, and preach the gospel, share with people, seize the kingdom of God, seize your, your joy, your happiness, take it by force. The devil will say, no, very hard. No, okay, it's not hard, it's easy. <laughs> Begin uh, in our devotions, right? Some of you experience when you have God's word inside you, even whatever challenges you face, you can sail through with the peace of God inside your heart. The God's peace is not when everything is fine. The peace of God is different. Jesus said, peace, my peace, I live with you. Not as the world gives, I give to you. Different. World peace is everything must be fine. No problem, no ch challenge, no nothing. Then peace. God's peace is whatever is happening around you, you, you have his peace. That's why you got born again, yinging, and you have the peace of God that rules inside you. So we are overcomers. Overcomers are those who are on the offensive as well, not just passive, offensive. Because if you passive sleep too long, <laughs> you will oversleep. <laughs> right? Remember Jesus said, right? When he comes, you have the, I don't want to fully really, there are different versions of the interpretation, the five virgins that were ready and the five that were not. And they oversleep. <laughs> so don't sleep okay be awake okay the song of Zion be awake arise awake Isaiah 60 arise and shine arise fight with God's energy with God's power not your own huh? not your own with the Lord realizing that there's a power inside you the Holy Spirit power use go with the Holy Spirit flow with him and go out and take by force, the kingdom of God, the souls that are there. You see, lost souls belong to the devil. It's like they, the devil is their, Satan is their father. All right? They have this kingdom we call kingdom of darkness. All right? The Bible says kingdom of darkness, kingdom of light. That means in these two kingdoms, there's a king. So the kingdom of darkness, the king there is Satan. You think he simply let you go in and take one soul, one of his, uh, one of his citizens out? He just say, ah, God, uh, the devil, yeah, just give me la. I sit at home. You just give me one soul la. <laughs> he say you sleep la more. I give you a sleeping pill. <laughs> then you sleep. No, there is a, in that sense, a spiritual offensiveness from the word of God that gives you the righteous abode as a lion, right? To go out and take that soul from the kingdom of darkness. How? How did we come out from the kingdom of darkness? Someone who is brave, shared to you the gospel, invite you to beauty for ashes, right? At the risk of, uh, it doesn't actually matter, we are dead already, all right? Being rejected or whatever. Didn't stay at the couch, didn't stay there sleeping, sleeping, sleeping 24 hours, all right? So, you want to be, that's a warrior, right? To go out 
go out and give the uh, kingdom of darkness problem. <laughs> okay. Shake that kingdom, okay? By force. Amen? From that moment, and then even in your own life, the character, situations that make you want to, you know, shout or scream or, or, or lose your temper or whatever, okay? It's all right if you do lose it, right? You know, by grace, you can walk up, get up again. But, yeah, tell the devil, Okay, don't play with me all the time. <laughs> you shut up, you know, you get out of my life. Start praying in tongues over that anger. The anger is good sometimes, I'll show you here. Okay, but anger with what? Angry with what is the thing that is, whether it's good or bad. All right, angry with what? Right, angry for yourself for not getting up and going with weakness. Ah, that's a good anger. <laughs> That's the Zion. Okay. You get angry with yourself because you know people who are emotionless, they don't do anything. One correct. It's those who are in the world or even right. They are angry with the situation. That's why they go and do something about it. Okay, so it's a holy anger. God is angry with sin, and that's why Jesus came. But he's not angry with the sinner. Right, he loves the sinners. So sometimes we need to be angry with ourselves. Why are you so complacent? Why are you so sleep sleeping all the time? So lazy, you know, no discipline. Go read the Bible, go study God's word, go preach the gospel, go share, get angry <laughs> with yourself. That's a good anger. All right, and say, Lord, you know, I don't want to remain this a baby forever until Jesus comes, a baby in the spirit. I don't grow up. Okay. Get angry. A person who's not angry will continue sleeping, right? <laughs> you touch out the person sleeping, you got never get angry one. So get up, ah, it's time to go to work, still sleep, snoring. Right? You doesn't do anything. Yeah, you're not even angry. <laughs> so cannot even do anything. Right? You must do until they get angry, right? Then only they get up. Yeah. So sometimes this is a, a good anger to be angry with ourselves. For the moment. Okay, so next, I've told you these things, that in me, you may have perfect peace. In the world, in the world, this is from Jesus, you will have tribulation and distress and suffering. Okay, always remember this suffering is not the suffering of sickness and disease or poverty. Okay, this is suffering of foolishness, like Nobel. <laughs> okay, he called it upon himself to get killed, right? Okay. Being a fool, distress by relying on ourselves. Of course, you suffer. God said, I am your God. I, you just trust me, just tithe and offer. I'll take care of everything. Then you don't want to believe, don't want to do. Then you suffer long. your own self, trying to get everything together, trying to make ends meet, trying to have sustenance. Okay, so this is the suffering and the distress and the tribulation, which is in this world. All right. So as you go through, all right, the struggles of life, but he said, be courageous because we are still in this world. He left us in this world to be overcomers, all right? Be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. Where does your confidence come from? Some of you lack confidence a lot, okay? Because you lack God's word, lack the belief and the trust. When you believe and you trust God, confidence comes in. All right, and if you, what do you mean by trust? You need to hear what the person is saying before you can trust the person, right? 
person come to you cannot talk, cannot express, and then say, just write down, give me 1,000. You don't even know for what and what, who is this person. Therefore, you cannot trust. You have no confidence, right? So how do we have confidence and trust in God? By his word, by faith, of course, but at least we have his word. This is what God said. I am your provider. I am your supplier. I am your healer. Okay, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. So some of you who are experiencing the anointing or the fire of joy, right? God wants to fill you more, right? Of his power, of his presence in, his, in the presence of God is fullness of joy, right? The world outside is all stressed. That's why God, Holy Spirit, pour out this beautiful anointing of joy. Remove away all the stress, the pressure, all the fears, all the, you know, that comes from the world and give you joy in the midst of whatever is happening outside. My conquest is accomplished, my victory abiding. Jesus already defeated the devil, right? Jesus already defeated the only one who was able to kill us and God, Jesus defeated him. That devil is the loser, not you. You're not born losers. You're born winners in Christ. The devil is the loser now. I have overcome the world. All right? So how do you have this confidence when you begin to learn the word of God and know that Jesus has overcome? When you learn yud he he what is the he? what is the yud? Who is God? Who is your creator? That's your confidence. Then you overcome. You have no fear. He is your supplier instead of this world being your supplier instead of you having to use the axe and the sword to, and work seven days a week to find your sustenance. God say, come to me, rest in me. Everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you. Which type of peace you want? <laughs> the peace of Jesus, right? He said he, he's going to give it to us and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. Okay, so resting in me means resting in Christ, means resting in his word. Remember, we have been, actually I haven't gone into 119 yet. Okay, but it will just, it will just go through very fast after you understand this. All right, and you understand Psalms 119. If you don't understand this, you read Psalms 119, it's like all the same. Okay, I will bring you into it very soon. So your resting, your confidence is you have word. The more you have word, the more you will be able to rest and confidence for his word, right? For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows, but be courageous for I have conquered the world. The, to be brave and courageous is not because be courageous because, you know, you can do it. <laughs> be courageous because I have overcome the world. Jesus, everything is looking at Jesus in a whole entire life and walk of life on this, this journey, on this life is looking and trusting Jesus, looking at Jesus, trusting in him, eating from the fruit, eating the fruit from the tree of life, tree of knowledge, good and evil will bring us back to confidence in ourselves, self-righteousness. I have this ability. I can do it. I am a PhD graduate. I, I, I don't know what, how many experience of years I have. Zero. Paul says, when I come before the Lord, 
I am nothing. I count all my achievements as cow dung. Have you come to that place? Then you can have the confidence in God, in his word. Every single word that he said, he is my healer. He is my provider. He is my righteousness. Until we realize that we are nothing. Okay, that's when we have his peace. Because it don't need to be very powerful, right? The baby lion or the baby cub. All, all just need to know the mother cub is there. The mother lion is there to protect him because he, he himself as a little cub is, has no courage, has no power yet, haven't developed. But if the mother is there, they just rest. This is how our life is between with us and God. God as our father, we rest in him. He is a protector, remember? Bodyguard. He is our supplier. He is the one who can nourish, provide, heal. And all this, how do we know? From his word. We are born again first, and then we believe his word, and we take it. So remember, you are able to overcome, not because you're smart, you're capable, or whatever, or you have gone to Bible school, or whatever. It is because he has overcome. The one whom you follow, right? In the army, they want a good general leading them, right? The good, the brave captain. The rest just follow. So you are protected. We just follow, right? Under the shadow of the Almighty, we rest. It's not a gift means uh, it's not a gift means overcoming is not a gift they say oh i don't have this gift of overcoming <laughs> that's nonsense okay there's no gift of overcoming they say oh uh, you know this this person has the person has i don't have it's a gift no it's not it's an achievement it's a walk with god all right trusting in him learning his word believing his word having faith in his word acting upon his word until you overcome, overcome temptation, overcome distraction, all right? overcome sickness, overcome fears, overcome passiveness, <laughs> okay, sleepiness, all these things. The body overcome, the five senses, okay, overcome. For everyone of God, born of God, overcomes the world. The world represents all this, right? All the temptations, all the lies. I, have, I always tell you, you will never know what's a lie until you know the truth. So you may continue to be walking and thinking that is the truth. Until the truth of the Bible appears, jump up to you. Then only you realize we have been living a lie for 20 years of our lives. Okay? So that's why we need the word. The victory, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So when we believe Jesus is the Son of God, our faith overcomes the world, overcomes world temptations. <clears throat> he who overcomes the world through believing that Jesus is the Son of God, I will grant to him the privilege to sit beside me on my throne. Look at this. The overcomers got reward. <clears throat> 
a privilege <clears throat> to sit on his throne as I also overcame. See, Jesus overcame the devil, right? Vigorous temptation of the devil. 40 days fasting day and night. Three temptations that challenge whether he is the son of God or not. Or rather, whether he knows he's the son of God or not. All the temptations that we face in this life is just challenging us. Are you evening God? A son of God or a daughter of God. If you are, see, if you are, the temptation is always, God, does God love me? If, if, am I, am I God's beloved? Am I a witness of God for Jesus? Am I, am I? All those questions you ask, Sampai Tua, actually go heaven. Okay, better answer first. You are. Why you know you are? God's word says so. Finish, settle. That's it. Okay? And then you overcome already. All right? So Jesus overcame all the temptations of the devil through the word. He just said, the devil also knows God's word, right? So Jesus said, it is written. He said, turn, if you are hungry, you are the son of God, just turn this bread, uh, this stone into bread. And then, how did he overcome? By another word of God that says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. But if you say, oh, I cannot live, lah. no three meals a day, I will die. <laughs> then how? Eh? <laughs> okay, so you need to know the truth. Then you can overcome the temptations and the lies of the devil from this world. But the reward is tremendous. All right, I give you the privilege to sit beside me on my throne. God shares, Jesus shares his throne with us. So Zayin speaks of sustenance, okay? Uh, your fight for food, for survival in this world. And one of the meaning is uh, Zayid, also it comes from the word, uh, the alphabet that start it is Zayin, it's an olive tree, okay? Also means the spirit of the Lord, as the crown on the top of man, right? God wants to crown us. So beautiful. Jesus suffering on the cross and he admitted a crown on Sabbath day rest. Jesus is our Sabbath rest. Because of Jesus suffering on the cross today, he becomes our rest, right? In the midst of living in this world of struggle, we can now rest in him. Therefore, we can enjoy this journey on this earth. Jesus is our Sabbath rest. Resting in his finished work. He sanctified every day. He said, live a day at a time. He didn't ask you to live tomorrow, today. He said, tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for this day is the things of today. Yeah, so wonderful. Who come to you and tell you that? Jesus Christ. Why not believe him? Test it out. Reward of rest, oil of Holy Spirit, all this is the Zayin, the crown, the sword, okay? Weapons, sustain, and not only ourselves, sustenance, but able to feed others, able to bless others. Okay, let's go into uh, Psalms 119, the, the eight verses about Zayin. And I trust that now you'll be able to understand 
that this eight verses is different from the previous eight, is different from the previous eight. Although it all seems to look like the same, it's not. Okay, so now you understand a bit of Zayin, what it means, that letter. Zayin, remember the word unto thy servant, upon which thou hast caused me to hope. Okay. First is the word, and you notice the word hope. In the world of struggle, we need hope, right? You don't need hope if everything is fine, right? You, you Normally in the world, we say, I hope it will turn out good. Lah. Hope I won't lose my job. Lah. I hope that you know, my business will make profit. I hope that you will get healed, right? That means there's a lot of things from this world that you are uh, contending with. Hope that my boss don't get angry with me, don't sack me. Hope that, you know, we don't have enter into a fight. Hope that blah, 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 right? When this word hope says, it says, thou has caused me to hope. It means that we are living, the Zion is about living in this world of struggle, living in this world of challenges, yeah? But our hope is in you, right? Abraham said in Romans 4, I think, in hope against hope, Abraham believed God. When there is no hope, situation in our life on this earth, sometimes you think there's no hope. Ah, my child like this, ah, my soul, so this situation like this. That's where Zion comes in. The word Jesus is your hope. Okay? You understand now? The Zion. With the word. The word. You don't have word, there is no hope. You need the word of God. Jesus is your hope in every situation. So when you have hope, you don't, it's a hope means the expectation, confident expectation of good. Good according to what God said. So you said, oh, I hope that I won't lose my job. What did God say? He will feed you, <laughs> right? How can you lose your job? So it's confident expecting God to do his work, to do according to his word. That our hope is in Christ means in what he said that he will do. He said he will take care of you. Then I trust him. Okay, I hope in him that this situation will turn around. I believe. Okay, it's the Zion, that violent one. It's not like, I got no hope. Have you seen people say, I got no hope? Or you yourself say already. <laughs> no hope, la, gone, la. This case, no hope already. I surely die. La. See, the person who is passive, who always just sit down there and say, no hope, ready, die. But the one, our hope is not in our ability, remember? Hope is in God. In God's word, the Zion gets up and hope in God. Abraham continued to hope against hope. It looks like every day they are going older. Is it every day they go younger or go older in the natural? He and Sarah. So it's like, God said uh, they will have a baby. <laughs> but then every day, if you look into the natural, they are going older. But he the Bible says he continued to hope, he continued to believe God, despite in the natural, they seem to be getting worse. Mm. Lord, the next verse, never forget the promises you have made to me, for they are my hope and confidence. Right? So Zion is confident and trusting in God's promises, in spite of what may look like Disaster, what may look like trouble, what may look like struggle, it just look like only. It's not real. If we continue to hope and trust in God, the Zion fights. Remember? You say, oh, this person, hopeless. Lah. 
No, the Zion go and seize it by force, says no, I declare God's word on it. Just like uh reminds me of um uh, Esther, right? Yeah, she never gave up one. I believe she continued to believe that her daddy will know Jesus, right? God will speak to him. So never lose hope, right? Even in the midst, sometimes it may look like daddy don't want Jesus to look like only. But God said. When one is saved, you can believe him for your whole household to be saved. And in other aspects of your life, right? Continue with God's promises. Very important because everything passed away, but his word will never pass away. If you have God's word, you're able to enjoy the struggles of this life. In the world of tribulation, you can rest in him and you can see the manifestation, Zion, at the end of the whole thing, the, the, the miracle manifested, right, for Abraham and Sarah. So at the end of your testing, it's like a test, a trial like that of our faith. You will see the manifestation of the blessing of someone getting saved, someone getting healed, all right? <clears throat> In all my affliction, I've see, it's about affliction, right? The Zion, living this life, sometimes... Uh, long time ago when I was young, reading the Bible, I, I, I felt, you know, uh, this, this particular verse, I underlined, God speak to me. I have chosen you in the furnace of affliction. That's God's direct word to me. <laughs> I underline, I like, I'm not afraid, you know, as in all these things that because the trial of our faith, you know, will bring forth us to become gold. After this, I will show you again some of the Zion words, right? So don't be afraid of affliction. That means people are uh, uh, you're going through difficult times or seems to be some you know challenges or testing or things not happening according to what you think should happen. Those are affliction, persecution. Okay. I find great comfort in your promises. Rejection. Now, this is not you. You fear of rejection, right? This is when people really reject you for you being a Christian or speaking. So you have in the office, right? Sometimes they, they laugh at you, a group of them and all that, just because you have a name called Rebecca. <laughs> okay, so it's some form of affliction, slight, slight one, but there are others. Job went through a lot because the devil chose to challenge God. With Job's life, right? It says, oh, he will praise you. Lah. Of course, everything going well. Now, just let me, you know, give him some problems in his life and you see whether Job, you love him so much, whether Job will still praise you. That was what the devil said to God. And God said, yes, you can do anything, but don't take his life. And in the end, Job overcame. Right? He overcame. In the midst of all the troubles, he praised God. So you can see believers, either they put on a show or they're coming together, some long face, <laughs> as if the whole world is on their shoulder. And then you know, oh, they got to go through a lot of problems. Sometimes you don't need word of knowledge to pray for, for them. <laughs> you just look at their face, you already know. It's nothing spiritual, right? It's just written on their face, all their worries and all their, right? But some choose to rejoice, yeah? praise him, even though 
some things are not yet settled. Even though there is affliction in my life, I will still praise you. I still serve you. I still say that you are great. You are good. I still speak according to what your words say, that God is good forever. He will never fail me. I still continue praising God. Okay, I find great comfort in your promises for they have kept me alive. It's God's word that keep his children alive, kept me alive to this day. It's his word, his faithfulness in his word. His word is not just like, you know, a Bible out there. His word is the personal promises of God that even though we go through, you know, many things, we know that he'll work it for good. We know that he loves me. You know that he will not allow me to put me to shame. These are specific words of the Bible that you all need to know. That's why I give you personalized scriptures for you to personalize, put inside your heart. All right. One of the way, most, most powerful way is meditation, confession. Personalized scriptures until they are so deep inside your heart, not the head. Okay. The head, you just read Bible. Sometimes you just go through the head. The meditation and confession, the personalized ones, are the most effective way of putting God's promises. Because all the meditation is about promises into your heart. If you don't do it, you miss out this powerful, you know, uh, Zayin, ability to overcome. For they have kept me and to go through years and years of whatever you go through in life victoriously, all right, as overcomers. No matter how bitterly the proud mockers speak against me. See, it's about the life on this earth. And Zion says, I refuse to budge from your precept. No matter how bitterly. All right, people pour, um, I haven't gone through go jail yet. <laughs> right, but one of the most uh, that I can remember. There's so many things I cannot remember because of the years of ministry, but I remember this point in while we were uh, pastors in the church, pastoring the church, right? The, the members, yeah, the, the, some of them gangsters, right? So keep on, uh, I keep still got this, his wife saved and then continue to uh, encourage her to come to church and so forth. And the husband was getting more and more angry with us until I think one Christmas night, uh, after we come down from Christmas celebration in the church, went to the car, the car on top got acid, <laughs> throw, throw acid. So we had to make police report all that. And then after that, he haunted me in the office, keep calling, keep tra threatening me, you know. And then there's no someone when the, 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 my staff passed the call to me, some strange sound. He doesn't say, just threats, right? And then came to the office physically as well. So all these things, all right? And then people mock at you, whatever, speak against you. Nah, if you want to serve the Lord, you must not be afraid of people speaking against you unless your own foolishness. Huh? <laughs> so remember, okay, I'm not teaching you all to be foolish, all right? But you are, you know, genuinely outreaching, reaching out to people and they speak against you. They Lie. Remember last week we talked in uh, about Joseph's li lives, right? The, the Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him, failed, and then she lied and led, he landed up in jail. So this, the vengeance is mine, says the Lord, right? Which the Lord let me go through. Not easy, you know, two years every day, 
cry before go to work because I didn't really understand what's happening until two years later I began to understand right that God defends me he is the one who defend you when you continue to walk in righteousness right you continue to just trust him he knows who is right who is wrong we don't have to defend our spell they may speak against you my that that supervisor or head of my department i didn't know he went to the boss and said you know when something is wrong he will say it's me because i'm his assistant of course i don't know right then the boss will say sack her <laughs> but i never got sacked then in the end the truth came out and so he spoke lies about me but god is the one who watches all right and he will know what to do so refuse to budge I refuse to but stand, stand on his promises. All the lies that come in, don't worry, don't worry. People say bad things about you. Don't worry about all those kind of things. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus, on your mission in this life, to serve him, to be, to go into the world and save souls. I refuse to but from what? From the your precept. Because sometimes people say something to you and you don't want to witness anymore. <laughs> it's like you retired already after one attempt <laughs> after one attempt of fishing you don't want to fish anymore because you didn't catch any fish right uh, people who fish do is it like that one one time fish don't have fish and then forever don't want to go fishing yeah no right you keep on and on and on and on yes right you won't budge from his matter now people say, can say to you, ah, yeah, you lousy fisherman. Ah. <laughs> you don't know how to fish. Ah. And then feel hurt already. <laughs> I don't want to fish anymore. So your whole life, you will never be able to catch any fish. Same in the spiritual. Yeah. Can have all this. The devil just need to say, oh, this fellow very weak one. Just say something and then you give up everything. Give up the crown. Give up the reward. No, right? God is our strength, right? And this is the Zion, okay? The sword and the scepter. You hold the sword and you also have the, the authority that's in Christ, okay? You, your revelation light is eternal. What is the revelation light? Again, revelation from his word. I'm encouraged every time I think about your truth. Ah, every time, what do we think about? <laughs> every day, day and night. Supposed to, Joshua 1.8, right? Philippians 4.8. It's supposed to think and meditate on God's word day and night. So, but many people are thinking other things day and night. Thinking about the problem, thinking about the children, thinking about this and that. Think God's word, meditate God's word encourage you you think about the situation you get opposite what is that opposite of encourage is what discourage right <laughs> d from devil okay discourage why you want to be this why you want to discourage yourself okay encourage yourself from using from thinking on the truth the lies will discourage you when i see the wicked breaking your laws i feel horrible Okay, that is a that emotion there. Okay, that is the anger at sin, which I told you just now. The zayin, all right, is good. Okay, not at the sinners. Okay, that there is sin in this world. Are you 
do you feel anything? You just pass by and you blind one. <laughs> don't care what's happening. They kill, they what, although, I mean, as in not personal, but the sin in this world, people are dying, people are, you know, without, they are lost, without Christ, they are, they are killing each other, uh, murdering each other through words and all that. And you sit there as a child of God, don't feel anything. Uh, this is a time good to feel horrible. <laughs> you feel nothing. Terrible, right? Are we alive or dead? We are alive. We are, God, you have a pain inside us. We're born again. How can we feel nothing? That means what? Uh, absolute, what they call complacent to what's happening in the world. You feel nothing that the children are growing up, right? In the world, being led by the world ideas, right? You feel nothing. That's why you need to feel something so that you will get up and say, God, use me. I will get up, all right? So people breaking lauras and you feel nothing. This is a GPT. I, I don't know what other version it says. As I journey through life, right? So we have it's all about this journey, right? Aleph to uh tough 22 alphabets. It's about our journey in life, right? Jesus is the beginning and the end. So we will have an ending. As I journey through this life, what do you do? I put your statutes to music. They become the theme of my joyous songs. What songs are you listening to? I'm nobody's child. Okay, the one too long ago. <laughs> today one, I don't know what. It's the, 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 the songs of the youth today. Right? All, a lot of sentimental, emotional, you know, even have Jesus inside, but it's feeling down, feeling depressed. Why? Put the statues to music. Listen to music or songs that, Speak God's word. Ah, I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. Yeah, He is God, He is Almighty, He is Jehovah. I like the latest fire. You want fire? Then listen and worship with fire songs. <laughs> you say, God, fill me with fire. And then you listen to uh, a poor wayfaring stranger walking through this earth. <laughs> Back of fire. <laughs> it's so poor thing like that. You listen to the poor thing songs, you become poor thing. Right? You put your statues. So God's statues are overcomer. No one can, nothing can separate me from the love of Jesus. Jesus died for me. He's forgiven. My sins are forgiven. And now the righteousness of God. God, Jehovah, you are great. You are almighty. You are worthy. Listen to fire fall on me. Whatever I say come to pass. Devil, step aside. <laughs> now you remember these lyrics from the song? I listen to it every day. I have what I say, all right, in that song. So then say, I have what I say. So it's not nonsense. You have what you say, huh? <laughs> you get what you say. The song says, let your fire fall. Amen. And then every day you go fire. So... You want to listen to music? It's wonderful. God created music. All right? Satan corrupted it. Okay? But today, we have music and we put God's word inside. Begin to worship with the song. All right? If you put a song on, it's just entertaining you. But you sing along with it with your heart. Then you are worshipping along. All right? So we are not being entertained in this world. Right? Worshipping God is not putting something there and then uh, worship song and then 
just listen. Yeah, that's that's helped you a bit, but that you have not worship at all. <laughs> okay, it has to come from your own lungs. It has to come from your heart. Okay, and then when you go through life and all the struggles, put these songs out. Even if you need encouragement, all right. Either if you know the Jews, they have to write the word of God on the doorposts on their forehead everywhere to remind them. Today we write in write in our hearts. At the same time, we listen to music. Listen to music that has God's word inside it. No wonder you are depressed. <laughs> what music are you listening to? Okay, that's for you to answer. They become the theme of my joyous song. Joy, all right? Life, your joy of the Lord is your strength. You listen to joyous songs with God's word inside. You declare it. Every day you are filled with joy. Throughout the night, I think of you, <laughs> dear God, I treasure your every word to me. I remember uh, Janice was sharing that day in devotion. Yeah, it says, normally finish the whole day at night, then you start to worry. Okay, but thank God she overcame and then that's the time she do her meditation and confession of God's word, then she can go to sleep. So throughout the night, you're thinking of what? Thinking of boyfriend, girlfriend, what to eat, what to cook. <laughs> or oh, next day office got problem. This one doesn't. What are you thinking of? Throughout the night, I think of you, God. Of your word. I treasure your every word. To who? To me. To me. That's why I say personalize God's word. Devotion. Let God speak to you. All right. If you don't personalize it, don't see God's word as if he's talking to you, then you will start thinking of other things. Oh, this word is for uh, someone else, for you. Throughout the night, what you all think of? <laughs> what we all think of? Think of his word, okay? Think of God, God's goodness, God's faithfulness, God's word that say he promised me. Isaiah says, come, come, bring the word, reason with me. God said to his prophet, have you ever brought God's word to God and said, this is your word, Lord. I believe it. I acted upon it. Now you do it. All this joy is mine as I follow your ways. So when the person, when does a person need joy? When the, everything happening is like very sad like that. <laughs> That's when you overcome. Well, the world, well, someone in the world is full of sadness because of bad news, coronavirus, COVID. You have joy. Why? Because you follow his ways. You are meditating and believing God's word. It's having joy in the midst of sorrow. It's having peace in the midst of trouble. This is the Zion. All right? The struggle of life. We are enjoying the struggle of life. You go to work happy. <laughs> and you see a colleague miserable without Christ. It's miserable. Then the Christian go in more miserable. Another one. Which one? <laughs> Begin confused. <laughs> Should I be a Christian? I have a colleague who's a Christian. She never smiled one. <laughs> so I think again, should I be a Christian? Should I? Ah, we are the light in this world. Okay, not fake one, real one. Okay, and why is it? Oh, you don't have any problem one. I remember. Sometimes, uh, you know, when I was going to, still going through, I got lots more last time. And then the people will, when I, if I share a little bit of what I'm going through, they will get a very big shock. I don't know that you have this type of problem. 
because you seem to be have no problem one. <laughs> it's not that there is no problem. It's just I give my problems to God, you know, and I take his rejoicing. I refuse to let that thing eat me up, you know, and just let him do. It may take years sometimes to get out of certain things, some of our foolish, foolish things. Okay, so joy, see, you see the Zayin now? If you don't understand Zayin, you will think this is normal. Ah. It's got to, uh, thinking, talking about God's word. But now it's in relation to life. All right, the struggles of life that you, <clears throat> you exercise that power inside you, that decision-making, say, no, I will rejoice. It's a decision. You know, I was sharing with all you, right? All the things that we, we, go, we do in life is decision, is choices. You choose whether you want to be happy, but the world chooses with a strong mind power. We choose because of God's word. God said, because we have God. Yeah, and said, I choose to follow you. I choose to rejoice. And you find a supernatural joy coming out, right? Theirs is just mental power without Christ. We have Christ, first we make a decision. Do you want to be as miserable as your colleague there? <laughs> they don't have your Jesus, you know, <laughs> but you have Jesus. Okay. Once you make that choice, the power comes from the word, and you 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 are what baptized with lime juice, <laughs> baptized with Holy Spirit and with power, dynamics. But the Holy Spirit won't force Himself upon you. The power won't force by itself. You make a choice first choice to rejoice you say every day i choose to rejoice that give thanks i choose to give thanks i choose to smile <laughs> all right it's your choice but you actually have it really in your heart when you make that decision i choose to follow your ways i choose to obey your word i choose to enjoy this life of struggle with you i choose to live the life of pleasure and not pressure learning that how wonderful you are, that you never fail. I choose to wait upon you, Lord, that promise not yet fulfilled. I choose to wait for the plant to grow and for the fruit to come out. You choose or you straight away throw away the, the whole plant. Can you imagine uh, Rachel planted the seed already and then 10 days still not yet, chili not yet come out. Say, I don't want to throw away the whole plant, but the seed is actually going to come out already. It's going to bloom already. No patience, throw away everything. All right. So I choose that joy of following his ways. His ways is patient. <clears throat> okay. Some Hebrew words which start with the letter Zayin. So that helps you to understand from Psalms the letter Zayin, right? In these eight verses. Okay. So help us understand even more and take, you know, get Zayin. Some letters, one is seed. Zayin. Is the start of the word Zara, which means seed. God's promises to Abraham would flow through seed. So you have the letters there. All right. The first letter is the most dominant one of the Hebrew words. The main letter is the most dominant characteristic of that word. Okay. So in the word seed, you have this uh, letter Zayin first, and then Resh, and then Ayin. Haven't learned the other two yet. Christ purchased our freedom. So in Galatians, Redeem us from the curse of the law and its condemnation by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. 
in order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we will all receive the realization of the promise of the Holy Spirit through faith. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say to seeds as of many, but as of one. And to your seed, who is Christ, Galatians 3.16. Okay, so here Paul says, right, Abraham, the blessing will come to the Gentiles through his seed, which is Christ. That's why you and me are, have, are able to receive the blessing of Abraham through his seed, Jesus Christ, one seed, all right? Coming from Abraham, the line of Abraham to seed. So seed starts with Zion. Seed has life, okay? So the God, so it, it, even in Genesis, just to give you the verses, right? Because uh, God spoke to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and the beasts, and on your belly you shall go, you shall eat dust all the days of your life, and I will put so all this is for the for the devil. <laughs> okay. If we are eating dust all the days of our life, we are still living under the curse. Why do you want to live under the curse when Jesus just now you read in Galatians have already removed the curse? He has become the curse for us. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed. All right, you see the Hebrew letters there, the Zion the rash and the ayin and her seed and he shall bruise your head. The first mention of the word seed there of the letter zayin is in the word seed. Okay, and it talks about victory. It talks about first a seed need to die. Alright, first Jesus being that seed. He will bruise your head and you will bruise his heel. Okay, so today Christians, believers don't have to be bruised by the devil anymore. If you are being knocked to and fro, you know, <laughs> every day, and never putting all our problems in your life, putting sickness, putting, you know, then you are being troubled by him. Whereas we are, the only way to cut out all this distraction is when we go on the offensive. I know your purpose. Okay, zero, seed, fruit, plant, sowing time, prosperity, child, fruit. So this meaning of this word seed is zero, or Zara, right? The same three letters. It means there's a child inside. It's like pregnant, right? And fruitfulness coming out. Prosperous sowing time. Scatter seed is active word. Becoming pregnant. Okay, Zayin begins the word Zara, which is seed, all right? Which means seed or sown. Word means seed, plant into the soil, closely connected to bath and Chat or head, which is the next letter, eight. Next week, we will learn. It's a doorway to life. So, sword coming down into the earth, God taking things from heaven, sowing them onto the earth. So, the seed needs to be sown, right? To be planted into the soil. That's why when we have the financial seed, we just don't keep the money and say, money expand, money grow, and it's still inside our pocket. <laughs> and our wallet it is not sown okay seed need to be sown into a soil right so when we tie and offer as we part from that seed it has to die sown into the soil all right no more yours anymore okay actually it was never ours so remember everything we have belongs to god so as you sow it goes into the soil then it dies jesus was the grain of wheat that went into this earth 
died. And therefore, we have today new creation, you and me coming out. If Jesus didn't die, you and me won't be here. God sowing, so God sowed Jesus. The seed, the first, the seed of God was Jesus. God planted him onto this earth. Right? And through his death, burial, and resurrection, we died with him, buried with him, comes new life for us, for those who believe in him. So where you got your life from? From Jesus, the seed dying, being planted into this earth. Jesus coming down from heaven to die. That seed had to die. And that's where you and me got our new life. If that seed, Jesus didn't die, you don't have life. So the next letter is Resh. We won't go into detail, right? Until we come to it. Okay, Resh is the, is the head, the highest, right? Talking about uh, Jesus. Okay, the highest, the first, the greatest person, the head. And then the next letter is Ayin. Okay, so Ayin is the source. When we, for us, it can mean that, you know, when we let our seed die, all right, looking, giving uh, tithes and offerings, for example, to help you understand a bit. First, Jesus died and then he was planted in the ground, okay? He's the head, he is the source, he's the almighty. And then you have the last letter, which is, uh, give you back here, all right? Ayin, all right, it's, it's another uh, meaning. So it brings new, new life. Now, when we sow the seed, also the seed has to die, leave us. Die is separation, right? When we sow our finances, your money has to separate from you, okay? <laughs> all right, so it's separated. It had to die in the soil. And then who are we giving to? Remember, I think. Is we are giving to Jesus in the spiritual world, in the spirit in heaven, we are tithing to Jesus as the Melchizedek. All right. And then we receive, all right, as the head, we receive the ayin, the source, the blessing. The garden of Eden also starts with ayin. Ayin is like the source. We haven't come into it. The source. All right. Jesus, God is the source of joy, source of peace, source of life, source of all blessing. That is Ayin. So first, the seed die, acknowledging Jesus as the head. And from there, when you give it to the Lord, sow it unto Jesus, we, we, we access to the source. All right, the Ayin. In the Garden of Eden, starts with the source, pleasure. That is the Ayin. Ayin is like pleasure, all right, happiness. So abundance and blessing as in the Ayin, okay? So after the struggle, you trust in God, you sow, you will have the blessing. So another word that starts with uh, Zayin is Zayit. Starts with the letter Zayin. is Zayit, which means olive, all right, where we get our olive oil. So olive in Hebrew is Zayit. When we break down the component letters, we get Zayin, the root of which is zone, meaning sustenance. See, just now we talk about Zayin. In the world, they fight for their own survival, their own sustenance. 
But in Christ, he fight for us. He already fought. He already won. And now he becomes our sustenance. He becomes our food. He becomes our daily bread. The word, right? Man should not live by this bread alone. Right? And he becomes our supplier. So good, right? <clears throat> so the sustenance, instead of relying on our own effort to fight in this world, sweat, toil, stress until die or sickness and pain, right? We now give it to Jesus. We, we, we acknowledge him as our, the one who sustains us, the one who provides your food. He says that, you know, uh, in Corinthians, it says, he who provides uh, uh, the food, all right, the seed that is food for, your, for you to eat and then seed for you to sow. He's more generous towards you, right? So he is our sustenance now. So when you think of Zion, yes, in the world, the people have to fight for their survival. But in you as a believer, we as children of God, don't have to do that. We just follow God's word. Rest in him. He already fought for us. Today, because of Jesus dying on the cross, we don't have to fight for our survival. We can rest and God become our supplier. He becomes our Abba Father. He takes care of us, our children, our family all. And then we can go out into the field and serve the Lord and, and preach the gospel. In the English Bible, there's only one word for oil. But in Hebrew, there are three. All right, so you have olive oil, right? Three words for oil, which is shimen, jitsa, mashak, mashak. So remember, oil, come on, is olive oil. All right, oil speaks about a few things. So this is the abundance that end up, uh, it starts from Zion. Okay, now how we can get this abundance is how olive oil is being produced. Signifying what Jesus went through and even our own lives to produce the abundance or the character of Christ. Shimon is where seed gets its name, semen. In Hebrew, it's oil. Okay, planting, it means planting, birth, and multiplication. So in that seed, the, in the olive, right, in this olive, it starts with Zion. Okay, comes out oil. And oil have planting, speaks of new life, and also multiplication. Shimon is used to mean one type of oil, olive oil, including the olive, olive tree and its products. It is the word that the Hebrew use when the dove returns to Noah's ark with the olive branch. Okay, just, 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 uh, you can read again, all right, go through again. The Lord is making it clear that he will reseed or remultiply the earth after the flood by the use of the Hebraic meaning of every branch of the dove brought back to the tiny remnant of mankind. It's like uh, a promise, right? When this uh, dove returned with the olive, it's to show that life is coming back, right? No more, the judgment has passed. Shimon is also used for medicine. Oil is used for medicine. In Ezekiel, the leaves of the olive tree are used for healing. So when we go through the struggle of life using, uh, believing in a Zion, all right, trusting in the Lord, rejoicing in Him, what happens? Our life can be like medicine to others. People can, you know, eat of healing from you. They need healing in this world, healing of hurts, of pains, all kinds of things, right? And they come to you and you admit healing. It's a Zion. After you go through Zion, you, you know, comes out from your life things that people can words that come out 
people can eat, can drink, can get healing. Lastly, it is used for both light, for offering to worship and honour the Lord. So the other words for oil, Yitzah. Second Hebrew also means olive oil. It also means to anoint and use as a name, literally shining one. If you're anointed with olive oil, you will shine. So we have the anointing. Okay, All of you have been anointed. Christ is not the, uh, the surname of Jesus. <laughs> it means anointed one. All right, We are all in Christ. We have the Holy Spirit, the anointing oil. Okay, And we can shine. Right? You need oil to put in a lamp for it to produce light to shine. Right, So that's why we are the containers. When we have Holy Spirit, the oil, we will shine. The third Hebrew word, means olive oil also, and it's used for lamb, oil, food, again, for offerings to worship and honor the Lord. Okay, so remember, oil is valuable, has got a lot of uses, can use to heal, can use to shine, all right, <clears throat> for sustenance. All three words mean olive oil. So the Lord in Leviticus said, command the Israelites to bring oil oil, press olives for the light so that the lambs may be kept. So it was burning continually. They were used in the temple this uh, olive oil to burn for as oil for the lamp to shine in the darkness of the tabernacle. Outside the curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant, Lord, in the tent of meeting, Aaron is to tend the lamps before the Lord from evening till morning. And this will be lasting ordinance. <clears throat> Why olive oil? Why God use olive oil? And not coconut oil. <laughs> or oh, what oil? What oil do we use? Knife oil. <laughs> Why olive oil? Okay. So remember the olive comes from the letter Zayin. It's Zayit. All right. These verses describe the internal flame in the first temple. Okay. Uh, they are made from pure pressed olives. The process of getting the oil from the olive. And you know today olive has many good uh, benefits. That's why olive oil is very expensive, right? It's the best oil. Okay, but it comes from the process of pressing the olives. So that as these factories or these places in uh, Italy, in, uh, uh, Israel, all that, right? How they produce olive oil. It's a long process. They press the olives. Gethsemane, the garden where Jesus, Yeshua, struggled in prayer before his sacrificial death means Olive press. Yeah. Jesus himself had to go through that struggle in Gethsemane. And so, what about us? Pressing out the oil, the oil for healing, the oil for anointing. Okay, your life cannot bless anyone if you do not allow, right, God to let us go through the pressing process. That's why we rejoice. Rejoice that, you know, in affliction. Rejoice in the pressing, on the, in the molding of our character, right? Because only then can the fruits, the oil come out, the good, the anointing of love, of uh, kindness, patience with people, right? Only then can you love someone who is unlovable. Bring them to Jesus. A person who has never gone through pressing, <laughs> all right, 
it's no benefit to anyone in the world. They become just the, you know, just like that. They have not gone through the process, all right, where realizing that there's nothing good in them, okay? You know, a person full of self-righteousness, you don't even want to go near, you're full of pride, right? But why a person sometimes is so humble with it? Sometimes God humble us, right? We go through the process where we realize, I cannot do it anymore, Lord. And we surrender to God. That's a person become humble. I was a proud person. I can do it. <laughs> That's a proud person. A humble person, I cannot. But you can, Lord. I'm, I'm nothing, but you are everything. Gethsemane. So there is the press, the olive press. Then only the struggles in life. Struggle with your person. All right? <clears throat> with your, sometimes our, uh, our goals, sometimes our dreams, our, we want to achieve a lot of things. And God said, I want you to lay it on the altar. Even ministry. All right? We all ministers for a long time. We learned this. Yes, we want to serve the Lord. We want this ministry, that ministry. But sometimes the Lord brings us to the place where He takes everything from us. So, like, you know, you lose everything. Are you still, will you still love me? Will you still follow me? Will you still care for one person if you don't have this church anymore? Don't have this ministry? Yeah, that's going through pressing. And we say, yes, Lord, even I have nothing, like what Job said, even though you slay me, I will still trust you. That's a joke. And that was one of my verses from young. Job said to God, though you slay, though he slay me, yet I will still trust him. This is all the pressing, <laughs> all the things that he go through to bring us to place of humility. Because when we are not humble, God cannot use us. The oil cannot come out. Squeeze, 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 squeeze. <laughs> okay. Until when you press the olive, it's a, also obedience right the, the remember i gave you a verse jesus learn obe uh, learn obedience all right learn uh, humility through obedience when you press an olive in an olive press of course what come on? olive oil come on yeah god knows you know he is the, our the 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 what is that? the potter we are the clay let him go through we go through experiences in life don't run away from all this, the pressing, okay, the pruning of God in our lives. That is the Zayin. Because out of this death to self, the next letter is life. And all comes out. You can not only will you have life, other people can get healed. Just now you I read show you, right? Olive all about healing anointing or that when Yeshua was pressed in the father's olive press the garden of Gethsemane he, he, he had to face this decision right until blood his sweat was like blood came out and the pores of his skin out of the pores of the skin so the Messiah's oil is his blood poured out for us Jesus went through that Zion right that olive press this is the meaning of Gethsemane where he will press through until like blood. And then his blood will shed for you and me. So 
if Jesus go through that, there are some things that we also go through in order for our lives to be able to bless others, to be bring healing to others. It's not telling them, hiya, you don't know God. Ah. This, how come ah, you got no favor? My God is so great. Ah. No, it's about you humbling and knowing that you were once like them, unbelieving, stubborn, whatever. And it's only his grace, God loving you. So you listen and you're able to love them from your heart. Then the oil flows through the, all your words of love to them, to heal them. And they come to Jesus, right? If you have never gone through the pressing, we will just tell them, da, 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 da. <laughs> right? This is the pressing in our lives. The, the God's churning us so that oil comes up. Going back to the third Hebrew word, masak, is uh, it's about also the second temple, referring to the second temple, the oil. <clears throat> masak, the word also means anoint, and masak anoint you to get Mashiach, which is Messiah, so one anointed with olive oil. Jesus is our Messiah, all right? He is the one who is anointed with olive oil. In the Old Testament, you do, did, you do to every king, just like Samuel, Prophet Samuel, anointed King David and Saul. This added uh, Hebrew letter is the letter Yod. It's the smallest, but it represents the hand or arm of God, the point of divine energy and humility. <clears throat> So Yeshua is the right example of divine humility. It's one of the easiest characteristics to spot in another true believer. A person who is humble, you can spot. And you can also spot one who is proud, right? So the one proud not yet go through the press, <laughs> the olive press. No oil come out. Sweat come out. <laughs> okay, but we don't want sweat come out. Sweat is from a uh, human work effort. That's why a person is proud. Then they sweat because you cannot do it. They're doing it on your own, right? But the oil, the one who went through the olive press, the humble one is depending on God. He already pressed out all our dependence on ourselves. No more. Already. Gone through life until that. I know there's nothing good in me. That's what Paul says, yeah, except Christ. And then the oil can come up. Humility, humble. You listen, you know, uh, some, some people, I think I heard this before, about one of the aspects you can find humility or you can uh, see humility. Someone who, who knows, for example, uh, who knows everything about accounting, you know, it maybe is a graduate or a professor already. And then meet another person who is new, who knows a little bit, you know, but don't know that this fellow is a professor. And then start to tell him what to do. <laughs> it can be in any area of life, right? It can be business, can be even in ministry, can be in Bible, everything. All right, but you meet someone who is new, who doesn't know that who you are and start to tell you what to do. But that person is humble enough to listen through what the person is saying. That is humility. Yeah, actually, yeah, the person knows everything, 
more than the other person who is da -da 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 -da, non-stop talking. But in humility, he sit and listen and wait for the person to talk and finish. It doesn't boast. How can a person have that? Through pressing. <laughs> okay, through a lot of going through experiences, all right, where God humbled us. Then when a person realized, oh goodness, I'm you know talking all these things to a person who already knows much more. It's like we're talking to Jesus, lah. <laughs> right? We seem to tell God, ah, yeah, God, you know, this is my problem. Lah. You know why I can't do this? You know, and then God, she's just sitting down there listening to all our nonsense. How humble is Jesus? Yeah. If you have at this direct, it's amazing. <clears throat> okay. The word Messiah, Messiah or Mashiach in the Hebrew is also used twice, Daniel. Okay, so Messiah was hidden in the temple. The light burns in the olive oil. Okay, anointing of a king. First Samuel 16, 13, as Samuel took the horn of oil, Shimon anointed Mashiach him in the midst of his brothers. The spirit of the Lord came upon David that day and onward. This is like saying in Hebrew that through David, the Lord was seeding the Messiah. See, when we receive the anointing, right, it is like a, a seed going to flow through our lives. And then you have the tabernacle. So anointing all is a big thing in the Jewish Torah right, or tradition in their practice, the anointing all, because it points to Jesus, the one, the olive oil being pressed, Jesus going through the suffering and everything and the struggle. And then in the end, he overcame and he died for us. You shall take the oil, the anointing, mashak, you shall anoint the tabernacle. So there was the anointing all used for the tabernacle as well. It's like saying God is seeding the Messiah to make the tabernacle holy. Anointing, anointed, set apart, holy. In the New Testament, it said that by trusting in the Messiah, we are being made holy as his tabernacles with us. So in the Zion, while we are going through this world, of struggles and temptations and challenges, we have the anointing. We are set apart. We are in Christ. We are holy. So that's why the world can see the holiness is not we try to be holy. The holiness in a believer is God made us holy. I think I shared that word in one of the Sunday one, right? Holy, okay? So the anointing set us apart. In the that Jesus, once Jesus come and stay inside you, you are already made holy. Not try to be holy by doing good. The spirit of witnessing and prophesying in the Zion, all right, on Yeshua is an all gift. The modern church has sometimes tried to separate the anointing from the person of Yeshua himself. In the Hebrew, that's not possible. To be anointed means to be in Messiah. So Christ means the anointed one. We are in. We cannot try to be anointed. We are in the anointing. Like oil is inside and olive just waiting to be pressed out. We already have the anointing. First John, you have the anointing inside you. Okay? It's just letting it out. Understanding. Let, let it be pressed out of your life. You know what is pressing already, right? Going through all those uh, humbling, etc. Like all inside an olive, you need to be pressed out. 
So if there's not much oil coming out from you, you know that you haven't gone through much pressing <laughs> or you are resisting the pressing of God. All right? The, so that's why there's no oil coming out. People are not getting healed by the words that you speak. They're not getting touched. Okay? So God will press you more, humble you more. All right? If we knew the anointing only comes from the pressing process, our tender souls will be given more strength to surrender to the very tough training in the Lord. Sometimes the Lord sometimes takes us through. So it's not just the one we pray for you and then you fall down. Okay? That is the presence of God. This anointing is different. Okay? This one is your life. All right? Your life. As God presses, keep on molding you, keep on pressing in your character, molding. Then you go through that process the oil comes out. So when you speak, people can get blessed. That is what you call anointing. Then a person, another person speaks, that's what you call no anointing, right? Because the olive not yet pressed <laughs> or resisting the pressing. Understand? If we knew, yeah, so we let the Lord press us as in deal with our lives, the struggle, right? learning to trust him, learning to have faith in him, while still and you know learning to rejoice in the midst of circumstances. Yeah, that is the pressing. If, it, if you're just following your emotions and the body and the five senses, whatever happens in the five in the physical realm is what you will you'll be like. If it is a problem, you'll be miserable. Okay, so there is no oil coming out. <laughs> only the your own self sweat coming out okay but we allow God's word alright to deal with us to to, to uh, we embrace his word we follow his word we say yes Lord you say rejoice in all circumstances give thanks and I choose to give thanks I choose to rejoice even there's a problem I choose to go out and witness even and share the gospel even there's family problem or whatever, okay? So that, then the oil is coming out. People say, why there is anointing? Huh? Is it because this person don't have problem? Uh-uh. Problems is always there. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. So you just go through, enjoying the process, enjoy the struggle. That's the Zion. The Hebraic understanding can deepen our descendant, uh, discernment too. Anyone who claims an anointing without their flesh having a pressing process may be operating out of their soul strength rather than from the strength of God's spirit. Understand this? Huh? If we say we have anointing, we're anointed, okay? And we know go through pressing process. That means, in a way, God dealing through our character, we're submitting to Him, rejoicing in the midst of problems, whatever, struggle, choosing to obey his word despite circumstances, right? Then if you have, you say, you anointed, you haven't gone through this, that person is just operating from the soul, their own strength. Because when you choose to have faith in God and obey God and trust him and rejoice, you are tapping into spiritual strength, his strength. It's not your own because in the natural, you want to be miserable. <laughs> right if you got problem you want in the natural you just follow the, the problem you cannot smile you cannot laugh you don't want to do anything you don't want to serve God anyone you don't want to preach the gospel you don't want to get up you don't want to do devotion a lot of things you don't want 
correct or not? <laughs> right? That is our natural self. But when you choose to say, Lord, in the midst of tribulation, in the midst of affliction, I will still praise you. Ah, that's when you access supernatural divine strength. And that is the oil, your, your, olive, your life being pressed and the oil comes up. Whatever comes up is now from the spirit because you receive that power to be strong and happy and, and rejoicing in the midst of problems from God. So naturally, his anointing flow. That is the real anointing. Okay, we all do it. We are all human, but the oil will stop flowing until we allow ourselves to be pressed by him. So oil in the Hebrew means all the following. Olive oil, seed, death, okay, before life, worship and honoring the Lord, anointing a king, preparing to meet the king who is, will be a husband, anointing the tabernacle to make it holy. So we have uh, anointing uh, uh, later on, Evelyn goes place, okay, so using anointing oil. Okay, although today, even if you don't do it, if you understand who we are, is you already the, you are the anointed one, all right? You are the but we just do it, all right? Just for uh, it's good, okay? To anoint the place and dedicate their home to the Lord, your new home or the new place, all right? Healing of the nations and in heaven, lamb, oil, light, and the source of witness. Anointing is basically saying that God's presence is here. That's all. Anointing is saying God is here. So if a person uh, use anointing oil or whatever and doesn't know that also it has no meaning. All right? But when you know it, it's very powerful. All right? It's saying God's presence is here. So that signifies the anointing oil signifying Jesus' presence there. Revelations. Behold, I come quickly. Hold fast what you have. That no one take your crown. Remember, we have a crown waiting for us for the overcomers. So all of us don't want to be undergoers, right? Overcomers. <laughs> okay. Don't be under the circumstances. Over, right? Over. What comes at you, the devil throw at you. Uh, I think preachers, all preachers like to say, the devil throw, uh, what, uh, lemonade at you. Uh. <laughs> and then you throw back. For God, really long time, never used that phrase. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the, my temple, in the temple of my God, and he shall go up no more. I'll write on him the name of my God and the name of the city. See, God is into names and alphabets. All these are meaningful, powerful. Okay, the new Jerusalem. That's why you have new names. Very powerful. God's name is super powerful. Comes up, comes down from, from out of heaven from my God. And I will write on him my new name. The time, full endorsement. Okay, or we belong to Jesus. Although now we already belong to him. Okay, this is... Uh, what I write to summarize, seed, right? Zayin is like seed, fights for survival on our own strength, but we can today rest in him. Joy comes after the struggle, like a pregnant woman giving birth. Beginning, the nine months is all struggle, discomfort, the discomfort of the flesh in this world, right? So the pregnant woman will feel the discomfort, appetites change, sit also uncomfortable, walk also uncomfortable, right? But at the end of the nine months, what? Joy comes when the baby arrives, right? So Zion is like that. 
actually it's good to be uncomfortable in this world because this world is not our home. <laughs> if you are very comfortable, remember, the one with no anger, no reaction to whatever is happening around cannot be used by God. Right? So we, because we don't belong here, so we need to know there's a it, uncomfortable in this world until we say, Lord, that's our final resting place in heaven where forever we'll be comfortable. Uncomfortable as in the body. All right, the body doesn't want to stay here anymore. Our spirit doesn't want to be here on this earth. Oil of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God will help us to overcome all the struggles of life. Okay, remember the oil, the pressing of the olive and the Holy Spirit inside us, plus the Word of God as we meditate and follow God's Word will help us, will give us the power to overcome all the struggles and to rejoice in the struggles of life. Resting in Jesus' finished work on the cross. Right? Jesus said it's finished. So he has done. Now he has, what is finished? The work whereby we of redeeming us from sin, from bondage, from complacency, from everything of the flesh. All done. Today, all we need to do is make a choice. Just make a decision. Just like Xiaoling, you make a decision. Okay, I want to receive Jesus. And then the rest of your life is still also about making decisions. The power to do it is given to you. The moment you say, yes, Lord, I will follow your word, you have received the oil, received the power all right, to overcome situations in life. And then at the end, you receive the reward of crowns in heaven. On this earth, you also receive the manifestation of the blessing, just as in that word, Zayin. Okay, for the seed shall be prosperous. So this actually will be in next, next, uh, next week's letter, but I can put it in, right? Because it's like here, oh, so much. Uh, but you know, remember, number seven is a, the number of perfection as well, of rest. So in all the struggles, now Jesus finished the work, we can rest in him. Right? Remember the Sabbath day just now a little bit, right? Resting in him, that he will take care of us. Rest in the finished work of God. That is the complete rest in him while we still go through this journey on this earth. For the seed will be prosperous, the vine will give its fruit, the ground will give her increase, and the heavens will give their due. I will cause the remnant of these people to possess all this. Zechariah, prophet, God said to him, right? The seed will be prosperous. So, will you meditate this word, right? Take it and say, yes, your seed is prosperous. Be it by the, whether the spiritual seed or the material seed, right? It will be prosperous, God said. So, like you all saw in the spot jewels when you planted that seed, yeah, it's going to prosper, okay? It will bear fruit, okay? So, what your financial seed that you sow in your tithes and offerings, don't say, I won't have enough anymore no more keep no speak it will prosper yeah go open the windows of heaven go multiply my resources sowing keep on sowing don't be afraid those people who are fierce remember just now the zayin is the one who take by force the one who said yes god you said offer i offer i don't hold back this amount of offering this amount of tithing just do it yeah i asked i told my sister actually don't need to give so much but she refused to listen to me Actually, I'm very bad, <laughs> robbing her of her blessing, you know. So she said, no, 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 I decided already, they decided that's it, that's the amount that they're willing to sow. 
you know. So it's going to prosper because she knows God's word say that it will come back to her manifold. Just believing that the seed will prosper. The vine will give its fruit. The ground will give its increase. Now, because the heavens will give its due. And will, God will cause us to... to uh, so the message one, the last slide. Zechariah 8. But things have changed. I'm taking the side of my core of surviving people. Sowing and harvesting will resume. Oh, hallelujah. Sowing and harvesting will resume. This year, the year of harvest. Sowing and planting, sowing and harvesting, start again. Vines will grow grapes. So whatever you have planted, your work of your hands will prosper. Gardens will flourish. Ah, we got a garden, right? <laughs> uh, little family, right? It will flourish. Speak to the garden, flourish. We were talking about palm trees and, you know, in the beginning of this year, God wants to flourish, right? The Garden of Eden, your, your business, your job, okay? Uh, prosperity, follow us more and more, okay? Flourish, don't think of dying, but the seed dies first. Dew and grain and rain will make everything green. New beginning. And that will lead us to the next letter next week. Okay? Of uh, My core survivors. Aren't we survivors? <laughs> I look at this. Wow. We really fit into the Zion. Okay? Because this world, they are fighting to survive. For us, we are more than survivors, more than conquerors. Right? We can overcome all the challenges in life. Resting in Jesus' finished work will get everything they need. Well, are you still thinking about tomorrow how? <laughs> my children how? My family how? Are you still thinking that you haven't got this revelation? God said he will take care of everything you need and more. Grab, grabs the revelation of this Zion, of the word of God. You have gotten a reputation as bad news. This is very cute message version. Huh? Roof. Hey, roof is still there. No? Okay. You've gotten a reputation as bad news people. It's talking about the Jews in the past. You people of Judah and Israel, but I'm coming to save you. <laughs> I see this is so interesting. From now on, you are the good news people. Hallelujah. Beautiful ashes family are you good news people yes we receive good news from god and we proclaim good news good news that your what your what you plant will grow what you sow will reap okay you will reap you will harvest and we will harvest souls you will harvest finances right everyone will be prosperous because god is our god is good you are good news people when the world in your office or your your friends or what talk about all the bad news you are a bad news person or good news person? You don't say, ah, oh, yeah, la. yeah, la. I agree with you. Ah. You know, pandemic, ah, you know everything. Blah, blah, blah. You join them in the bad news. Or will you stand up and say, hello, <laughs> I have some good news for you. Jesus Christ can change everything in our lives. He can provide for me. You will never fail me. Let them talk first. And then you come in with the good news. Are you? Or you still sit down there and then they think you agree with their bad news. <laughs> no, we are good news people. We don't talk out of pride or boasting. All right, remember the heart. But we share good news with them. Come and know Jesus Christ. He will help you in your life. 
right? Don't be afraid. Keep a firm grip on what I'm doing. The only thing we, the only way we can continue to speak good news is when we keep a firm grip on what God is doing. Get the latest news from the Bible. <laughs> All right, don't get the latest news from YouTube. Okay, what's happening? All the bad news. The latest, you're able to tell everyone what's the latest, what's happening here, what's happening there. It says, then you become a bad news person because the world only got bad news. There, we got good news. Where do you get your latest info from your devotion with God, from the teachings, from the sermons, from the word of God that you dig into? Yeah, these are all the good news. Today, the good news in Zion, Zion right, is that we can rejoice and enjoy a struggle in life. We can smile despite whatever things that may happen that is not yet settled, despite challenges. We can go to office smiling rejoicing and the people think that there's nothing in your, happening in your life but no you are over commons you are good news people because why we believe in sowing and harvesting will resume vines will grow grapes gardens will flourish dew and rain will make everything green do you believe it yeah because if you don't then you will become bad news person i uh, i stole already i can't really don't know when it's coming up <laughs> let's see maybe the seed die already <laughs> okay so change if you believe it you speak it you declare life over every situation in your everyday life amen okay y'all learned something from Zayin today <laughs> okay, listen again, right? Because it's a lot inside. All right, and uh, meditate, catch the heart and the song of the Zion. The song of the Zion is the rejoicing, the joy in the midst of the struggles of life because we have Abba Father, we have Jesus taking care of us. That's why you can rejoice. That's why the world cannot rejoice. They struggle day and night. What we day and night think of God's word. And we can smile. And we know that harvest is coming. God will take care. All right. Go meditate day and night on God's word when you sleep. <laughs> okay. And that's where your life will shine like oil. A lot of oil inside. You can come forth oil that has been pressed from the olive. Okay. Amen. <laughs>